Hello and welcome to I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting, the show where we bring you tips, tricks and techniques that we wish we knew as young songwriters. On this show, we focus on interviews, we focus on resources, subjects you're going to find useful and you can go home and you can use them today. So thank you so much for listening and welcome to the show. Hello guys, welcome to a very, very special episode and today we have a genre-spanning multi-instrumentalist and when he's not writing songs for the Vamps and Tom Mish, which if you could see, they're behind him, some lovely silver discs there. He's arranging strings the likes of Westlife, Stormzy, Jay Hurst, New Hope Club, Michael Kiwanuka, Owanda. He's also worked with George Ezra, James T.W., Dave, Jordan Rakai. Have I said that right? Yeah, that's the one. There you go, a bit of research. And when he's not doing that, he's in the background of all these hilarious... I type in like Tom Chaplin, the singer of Keen, doing these sessions, and there's Toby's face just behind him playing... But he's played Glastonbury, he's played Jimmy Kimmel, he's played Ready One. But the coolest thing of all, NPR, Tiny Music Desk, is playing guitar. <laughs> that was amazing. So welcome, Toby. Thank you so much. Toby Tripp, how you doing, man? Cheers, man. I'm good, I'm good. How are you guys? Oh, great. Well. Great. Really, again, really excited to talk to you. Um, so yeah, Jamie and Callum here with Toby. He's got his studio behind you, which is just looking seriously professional, man. Loving it. Um, <laughs> so what we want to do is, in case you don't know, like, we're a cast and we really want to focus on songwriting in its kind of purity. Like we will hopefully touch on things that are interesting about your career and some mm. of your personal aspects, but I want to jump in. And what would you say is your best advice to a young songwriter? The best advice I could probably give is collaborate with people that make you feel good at, um, when you write. Cause it's such a hard industry in general, that if you're doing it with people that you don't get on with and you don't gel with, <laughs> then just 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 don't be in a room with them. You got to be with people that um, feel the same and love the same things as you, and can push you as well, and can kind of like challenge you and teach you. So I'd say that I'd say find your people. That's great, yeah. That you work well with, and and so would you say most of your collaborators are people that you are close with before working with them or they're people that you've developed great relationships and hence you stayed working with them the early days it was definitely people that uh, we all kind of finding our feet and trying to figure out what we want to do and just doing our own projects and I've, I've been friends before so we're kind of like just writing together and and that's more of a friendship group uh, but nowadays I'm meeting loads more new people and kind of being connected if it's through like management or publishers if you don't mind as well like who, who are your management yeah. and who are your publishers and like how do they um, work so, that connection for you yeah so my managers are jack's management cool. and my publishers it's a co-publishing with concord and karma songs oh nice um, yeah i found you on concord and i saw yeah, the karma yeah. thing earlier nice one yeah so yeah so those are kind of my main people but before then it was like um meeting people at gigs and then just chatting with other musicians and uh, there's a lot of people that started out like me that was doing like uh, session playing or yeah just grassroots and just meeting people so that's where the natural relationships start to happen but then yeah and then like so my managers or publishers would then like put names forward to me and then I get in a room with them and yeah luckily everyone's really nice (laughs) everyone's nice man because I think I don't think you you can be a horrible person in this, in this, like... It's weird, right? Me and Callum talk about in, that. And yeah. We kind of feel like it's it's kind of harder to hide. Like, maybe in the 90s, uh, not, not the 90s, probably 80s, 70s, you can kind of be a... 
not a nice person, as you said, you know, without using yeah. expletives and it's hidden. But I mean, you yourself, like I said to Callum, you know, from what I remember, Toby was just that like hardworking, quiet guy who's just going to go and get <laughs> on with stuff. And that's, and that kind of seems to be the way. And you've, again, like the people you hold company with are nothing to be sniffed at. That's why we're really excited to have you on, man, because oh, you're doing man. Yeah. it and um, you're doing it day in and day out. And, and on that, on that subject of co-writing, what mm. would you say is your best co-writing advice or set of advice, if you would? Hmm. What's what's the best? Advice? You've said a good one already. Like with you've already said, you know, work with people you like. And yeah, Callum and I, I think, talked about that already. Be, and be nice. Yeah, exactly. And also be collaborative. It's really easy to get excited and be in a room with someone and try and show off all your ideas if you have an idea and kind yeah. of working hard for it. I definitely at the early stages of of kind of being a full time writer, there was this feeling of trying to prove yourself. And as soon yeah. as I stopped doing that and trying to kind of like be like, look, look, I, I can do this chord, check this lyric out, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> as soon as I just thought, you know what, just chill out and just what listen to everyone and collaborate and write together. And I think it's, it's a, yeah, I think that's the best advice. Just allow space in the room for everyone to have something to say. That's um, awesome. Because it's amazing what it triggers off um, in your own head. And, and yeah, I, I think that's probably the best. So you're kind of saying like, <clears throat> invite ideas to come by giving other people space and exactly and yeah. being, being friendly. Yeah, that's definitely. awesome. Yeah, it kind of sits because Callum and I've done an episode already. Do you want to jump in, Callum? Sorry if I stepped on you there. No, I was going to say the more idea, and that's great because the more ideas that people feel they can share and the more ideas that come out, again, that's just going to benefit the room as well, isn't it? Because yeah, definitely. If people feel they can't share, then they're just that great idea that could be the the idea that everyone's kind of been waiting for won't come out because someone will be afraid to share it, won't they? They won't. They'll keep it to themselves. Yeah, and everyone's different. Like, there's a lot of um, artists that are really quiet and timid and Hmm. and it's a really vulnerable position for an artist to come into a room and want to write something that's so personal. And if if you can't accommodate that or if the dynamic's not right, I mean, naturally, like, you don't get on with someone as, you know, like a best mate instantly. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. fine that's absolutely fine like some of the best collaborators that i've met like they're they're kind of they're, they're very weird together but it works Can you name them, sorry <laughs> just just being like helpful that you don't have to name them even if they're like friends or something but can you think of examples in sessions that you've had where they've been like oh this is this is really working i i'll probably yeah i mean like a famous famous names i mean even like bernie and like uh elton john like i don't think their best mates well they are best mates now in a way in a way yeah, yeah. but i don't think they don't go to the pub on a sunday maybe together yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> like from what i've what i've read and what i've seen in interviews it seems like a really interesting relationship but when they come together it, it works great um that is cool and like i don't know just thinking of people that i i work with like just there's some people that are super quiet and super like tom mish for instance he's very He's a very humble and quiet person, but obviously he comes up with amazing ideas. But then because he's like that, you, you have to kind of go at the same pace and just and kind of go, okay, okay. cool, let's yeah. tackle this in the same way. Um, Is that easy? Or are, you, are you like me? You're kind of like quite energetic in a session and want to kind of jump I think it. it depends, man. I think you have to like, you have to bring it uh, for different sessions. Like some, like there's, there's some rappers... So when I was working uh, with the J-Hus stuff in J5, like J5 is is a super chilled out guy. 
but then like I knew I needed to bring energy yeah. because it would have been a slower process. And that was like, you know, doing all the, all the strings for that. Um, that's awesome. So like, yeah, I've had, I've had, I've had listened to your stuff and I love the way that it is just like, you listen to your song and go, okay, cool. But the strings come in, you're like, okay, yeah, that's definitely Toby. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, do you find there's a lot of people doing what you're doing? Cause it seems to me that you teams are doing it very well, if I may say so, because you've got oh, thanks, like man. Jay Huss and Dave, and I've, I've had the chance to met Dave and he seems really sweet when I've met him, yeah. like, weirdly. Um, and Jay Huss as well, like they're not small names, but they're hugely different from, shall we say, Westlife. So how do you approach yeah, yeah. those? <laughs> <laughs> I think. No, hugely different. Um, oh yeah, I'm really lucky that uh, people approach me to do a bunch of different stuff, which is cool. And I don't know. I, yeah, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird mix. Um, I think it's because of my classical background, I'm able to do the arranging and the string stuff. Yeah. But I've always been playing in bands and I've always loved writing songs. And it's interesting what's happening at the moment in the industry where there's a little bit more versatility in what people are doing. I mean, I mean, Dave, for example, is a classically trained pianist. You're kidding. He's also an amazing rapper. Wow. So you have like all these amazing talents that are coming, coming up. I mean, even like thinking of a bigger sound world now, you got like Bruno Mars with Anderson Pack, which is they're doing the that cool like sixties sort of seventies vibe, which is further back. Exactly, (laughs) and it's going more traditional, and it's going more like old school songwriting, like Joni Mitchell sort of style writing is kind of coming into the field again, and it's and and yeah, it's it's great because it also brings out some amazing people that. Um, there's no shortcuts with that type of stuff. Like, there's no like. In what sense? Sorry, just to get nerdy. When you say there's no shortcuts, what what did you mean by that? To me, it's kind of like there's some songs that can make its way into the charts that relies a lot on production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think production in that world is a skill of itself. And and I'm not disrespecting that kind of stuff at all. Um, that's what not what I'm trying to... What kind of stuff is that, sorry? Just, again, not naming and shaming artists in any sense, but, like, are you talking, like, the kind of Radio 1, more electronic fused pop side of things? Yeah, or? I'd probably say, like, the more kind of big pop stuff. Yeah. I think it's definitely quiescing down, but there was there was a big, like, need, and people just wanted something that's very, like, uh, makes them feel good, makes them want to dance, um, yeah. very simple lyrically, things okay, that can yeah, kind yeah. of link you quickly to the music, which is again it's like it's its own thing and it serves a purpose and a lot of people love it otherwise it wouldn't be doing as fast food kind of thing yeah 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 exactly but it's interesting like more kind of poetic lyrics and more kind of obscure things like i don't know phoebe bridges where yeah um she's coming up and she's now being in the charts and it's now all this like i mean even Billie eilish like she's huge and production and lyrics and everything is just so there's so much detail it's so rich isn't it if you yeah. take that again as much as like i've heard a, a splice sample literally on that Anne marie track which is mm. not a problem on like yeah. radio one and stuff but yeah if you compare that to something that's really in depth like a billy eilish song yeah i totally understand what you're saying thank you for explaining that as well because it's yeah, nice to hear no like, worries in depth on what you're thinking because a lot yeah. would go on i'd imagine sat in your <laughs> studio in these times yeah yeah no definitely but it's um yeah i mean it's it's everything serves a purpose and it's it's really interesting just seeing how music evolves and moves and takes ideas from each other in different decades and um i mean the 80s thing is definitely something that 
It's back, baby. Is, is back. It's back. Time, and it's man. like, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. I love it. There's just so much that's kind of cropping back up. And yeah, it's great. I mean, really, I'm sorry. I'm really chatting clever, isn't it? <laughs> they, say, they say music's cyclical, don't they? Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. It comes yeah. back around. Well, yeah. Goes out of fashion Definitely. and it comes back. Because yeah. we had that like early 80s, um, like Stock Aiken, Waterman kind of really electronic stuff. And now we're getting that more kind of groovy guitar bass with, you know, the Dua yeah. Lipa, with Dynamite, with, you know, um, I can't remember his name, I wrote that. But yeah, so it's awesome to see. Um, now we're going to take it a little bit of a turn. Yeah. What's your it. kind of biggest, not necessarily mistake, but what's been the biggest hurdle for you to date so far? What's been um, that you remember? It doesn't have to be too dark, but anything you can no, have. No. Um, to be honest, it's all been like at different points of my life wanting to do music. There's always been, there's been more knockdowns than there's been good things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, just, just example, because I think what I, what I love in music is everything in music like it's it speaks in so many different ways and i've never been one to go okay i play violin this is all i do now i've always gone oh cool well yeah. if i mix that classical thing what if i sample like that string thing that i've done and then put it with like a hip hop beat what if i do exactly. and kind of going where can i put myself in different genres which i also love which um, we can see from your from your catalogue. And I'm sure there's far more that I've missed as well. But just from what we've said at the top, there's there's a lot there. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, it's but it's always a learning thing. There's always so much to learn. And like that's the great thing about music and, and writing music is is there's no well, there's no real formula to it. And there's always something cool you can kind of pick up on. There's just so much music. There's yeah, so much music, man. I really liked what you said as well like on your on your Concord page as well. Because often it can feel quite saturating, especially if we work in particular genres. Um, mm. But what you said is you always want to work with people that are developing sound and bringing something new to sessions. And I think that is just, I know you've said it yourself, but mm. it needs to be said again, I think, because that's really important to keep it fresh. And you mentioned earlier as well, when you, when you started full-time professionally writing, mm. when was that? And and I guess that ties in with the question of you know what was your turning point in the career? I mean, like the fact that yeah, writing songs for a living is pretty it's, like it's still nuts, mad right? to even say. But it's like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think because I was I was touring a lot whilst coinciding. Like I mean, I, I mainly wanted to be in the studio writing and producing. But the artists I was working with ended up wanting to go on tour and were like, "Hey, you want to you want to yeah. come along? Like, let's go on tour." <laughs> I was like, "Sure, let's do it." <laughs> and then the songs that I've been writing with friends kind of started making traction. And then when you say friends, are these like, who are we talking here that got you going? I guess the first biggest, big, biggest cut, like the first cut I got was Tom Mish, South of the River. Awesome. And then I got a cut with the vamps and those two were the ones that kind of got me my deal. That's crazy. So, so how did you get, cause Thomas, you said is, I'd imagine as someone you've met and, and got along with really well, but the vamps is somewhat more of a, a thing. They're an entity, you know, they sell yeah. out the O2 and stuff. So how did you come to those guys? Again, it was through like working with friends and cool. uh, like knowing, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like stereotypical, but just like knowing people that I've, I've met and just, uh, yeah. Yeah, and just getting relationships via that. And did you move? Because obviously, people that don't know you as well as I do, we're from a leafy little green town in England. So when yes. did you move to to London? <laughs> then 
Um, so, yeah, so when, when I graduated, so I graduated from the Royal Welsh studying violin. Um, Amazing. So I was studying classically and then I moved home for about a year. And as you said, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I was in Devizes Ellie, mate. You can't... Yeah. I mean, yeah. So are you there now? Are you in Wiltshire now? At the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you so, are you okay. are you still in the village? Oh, sadly, yeah. I, I'll be yeah, yeah. back to France soon, but um, no, Carrie, I've ruined your story. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I mean, it's a beautiful place. It's, it's, <laughs> it is, it's yeah. takes it takes a lot from there, but um, yeah. So I I knew I had to just make money in order to pay for travel to get yeah to London and back, and that was my kind of main aim. Like I just wanted to know if I could actually do it. So I was doing like a bit of teaching remember, here and yeah. there just to kind of pay for that. And it was never, it was never to make money, but to kind of think of the bigger picture really and just go, I want to move to London. I want to do this and just think of the, like the best way to do it. I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really a hustler either. So well, it doesn't come. You, are. you don't give yourself it, credit, well, I mean, especially the more time you spend with Jayhurst and stuff. Well, it doesn't come natural to just go, "Hey, have you checked out my new stuff? I'm doing this. Let me send you a SoundCloud link." Yeah, but this is why you're the perfect person to talk to about this <laughs> because it's not like you're hustling and selling watches on the street. Like, how did you make it easier for yourself, or was it just going like, "Right, I have to do this"? I think so. I think I'm a big believer in just throwing myself into something, and if it doesn't work out. At least I tried. Like the worst, you know, the worst case scenario is, well, I'm very fortunate that I've got uh, a close family that if if I weren't to have made any money moving to London, then I could just go back home and that's fine. And that's not, yeah. A, um, yeah, that's, that's not a bad thing for anyone to have to do um, if you have that option. And the thing is, there's always jobs. Like you can move somewhere and you can go, okay, if I can't do a music thing, right now I've got to like find something that's going to help me do this yeah so I was fully prepared to just be like right cafe or anything yeah. like you know just any anyone that would take take me, <laughs> take Toby, yeah. Yeah. and that's where the real drive and passion comes through isn't it yeah no definitely and it's not as I said it's it's a it's a it's an industry that if it goes well, it goes really well. If it doesn't go well, it it, it it's it doesn't You're go well. Houses. At all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, but that's why you gotta you genuinely just gotta love what you do. And it's and it's a it's honestly like I'm very fortunate that I can, yeah, do my hobby for a living. But it's um, but yeah. And I think the way you work. And the fact that you're in the studio now, and no doubt you've been working through this whole pandemic, um, you're grateful for it, and you're not taking it for granted, even if no, not you at know, all. You're not touring, and we have. The, I have a concept that I kind of came up with that's hopefully helpful because this show is called "I Wish I Knew That About Songwriting." Mm. So for us, we we think of like the music industry as this invisible shape in the middle of a room, for example, and we're painting it like the Invisible Man. We're like throwing paint on this shape, allowing it to take shape from a songwriting perspective, but. Could you bring anything that maybe people haven't considered about either songwriting or the industry? Um, and what do you think is something they might not know straight away or something you found really interesting about songwriting when you were coming through your career? Well, in terms of songwriting as as a whole or something that's with someone else? I would say if you could, like songwriting technically, if there's anything that technically you thought, oh, wow, that's actually a really interesting way of coming 
to songwriting or this is a great way of approaching a hook or a lyric mm. or that kind of thing. That would be great if you have it. I think it's a really interesting one for some. So for me, from a background of like knowing the theory and being lucky to have had lessons to learn about chords and harmony and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes that gets that gets in the way. So picking up okay. a bass or just playing root notes. As opposed to piano fig- or a more As opposed harmonic. to piano, yeah. yeah. Something that's literally just like the root note of the chord and figuring out the melody and lyrics around that. Because sometimes I'm in a room with, with someone with a similar background where all the chords come first, all the kind of production-y things yeah. are the things that evolve, but you lose the song because you're so involved in that. And then you're like, well, where do I fit that note? Where can I put a harmony now? There's just too much space that's been filled. So I think simplicity is probably the best place to start because you can add and do whatever you want afterwards. If you can yeah. sing it with a bass or something that's so minimal and it sounds like a great song, then then it'll you can put it in any world. You could make it this big pop thing. You could do a jazz standard you could do like anything with it that's what you're saying isn't it you're not allowing yeah. for those shortcuts when you're talking about bruno mars going back um yeah 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 it's kind of bigger quite show pc songs exactly yeah because you i mean yeah I, i'm a big believer in if you can play a song on anything it's it's which yeah. you can as we've seen <laughs> i mean like well no, not necessarily like play it play it <laughs> <Just> on anything <laughs> But if if one were to play it on anything, then you know you got a good song. But um, yeah. I th- yeah, I think I'd say simplicity is key, and then build from that because um, it's so easy to just throw everything at the wall. Yeah, yeah they say great songs. You know, should you be able to just be played on guitar or piano yeah. and just the vocal? You know, simple songs impact more people everywhere. Mm, definitely, simple, yeah. Is it? yeah, 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 and. Yeah, it's it's true. I mean, Love Yourself, Justin Bieber. That Think about how simple that song is, um, especially like production-wise as well, but yeah. how massive, you know, that was. Yeah, definitely. Like you're saying, that simplicity and, and also not necessarily being complex, but being mm. very clever, because that song is very clever as well. You know, yeah, you really clever. You can away from the fact. Is, are there any songs on that point, Toby, that, you, that you're, really, you're really loving that maybe people haven't had thrown in their face a million times that you think, oh, this is a really clever artist or... This song has just got this little edge to it. I guess I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do, we have a segment where every, every episode we like find a song that we thought was really cool and explain it. Is there anything for you? I think, oh, that's, that's, that's on the spot. There's a lot, right? Uh, there's a lot of songs. Um, there's a song that I keep going back to a lot and that's St. Vincent, New York. Cool. That, check it out. Yeah. I mean, the story lyrically is amazing. The production's really like it's really beautiful. It's a good mix of organic and electronic instrumentation, and it it builds. And it's just from a piano, and it's like it's unbelievable. Cool. It's such a beautiful song. Um, nice. I like that word organic. Yeah. 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 Which again, I think is like you'll hear more of it with. I feel like everything's just going that way, and it's, it's progressing it's a really bit, interesting. Isn't it? Yeah, it like analog nice. gear. Hmm. I mean, like. If you can afford analog gear, everyone's using it. it but it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's probably the most <laughs> yeah expensive part it's of. Uh, Ironically, yeah. that it's 
you know, so old. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. like we are on Max, we're on road mics, we're on all this like Scarlet stuff. I'm sure you have analog there, but that, that is interesting. And I think um, <clears throat> if we could as well on, on that kind of subject of recording gear, well, necessarily, but what would be your kind of normal day to day? Let's say pre-lockdown, this would be, mm. what would be your normal from when you get up, you know, when you've got to work to the end of your working day, if you could just take us through that, anything interesting people might find. So what I like to do is kind of, I'm quite a, a morning person. Cool. So normally sessions start either like 11, 30, 12. So I'll normally get in and kind of come up with a few ideas or maybe listen to the artist's project that I'm working Brilliant. with that day or just try and get into the headspace of all of that. Because I think, yeah, I think it's really important to have your own time because there's so much of my week is filled up being in with someone, working with someone. Mm. And I think it's the same as like, I don't know, doing exercise, going to the gym or something. If you stop lifting that way or if you stop doing something, then you, you'll just, you know, you'll you'll get, you know, you'll get big, you'll get fat or like, (laughs) you have to like, you have to like keep on top of it. And it's exactly the same, exactly the same with, with music or, and just practicing and practicing songwriting and practicing your ideas. Cause you don't have much time in a session to work on production ideas. Like that's not, that's not what you're there for. You're there to to capture the song, aren't you? Yeah. Essentially. Um, So you're doing what, like what, eight till... 10 or something like that eight till 11 in the morning just just working through getting some ideas ready yeah no so it's basically just like i get up uh get a few ideas down or even if it's not for that artist it might be like something that i need to just do and then and then i can put it to one side because if it's definitely an idea that's not going to be for that artist i need to just get out of my system because i yeah. don't want it to impact uh what they're doing because yeah. otherwise i'll be like whoa Hold on a sec, I'm uh <laughs> Why are you rapping? Oh like, yeah, why why are you rapping? Like, I didn't do that, I'm a folk artist. <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's yeah, I think it's really good. So I start I start with that and then I just go in and sometimes sometimes actually you come out with a fully blown well a good sounding demo, but sometimes you just come away with it's just on piano and vocals or you know yeah. it just it depends on the day and who you're with and how they work and um, and that's during the session, right? So say twelve till what six ish kind of time you guys normally yeah, go. Yeah, six ish. I try and like I used to go on late and sometimes do sessions in the evening and do all of that. But what's your optimal time? I find like four or five hours is kind of yeah. I think you kind of know if you're onto something within the first like couple of hours. Yeah, um, or even or, the first like hour, literally. You know, when yeah, you're getting yeah. An idea together. Yeah, definitely. And if you know if you, if it doesn't sound good the the first idea kind of like move on and 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 see what else you Absolutely, can do. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not one for. I know some people like to go. Okay, no, we commit to this. Let's go. But if it really isn't feeling good, and it's and you can tell that the artist isn't really into it, I think it's really important to know <laughs> know when it's not going down the right path to and go that as well. Cool, yeah, exactly, yeah. and to talk about it. And I think. It's kind of like therapy. You you just yeah. have to be able to accept the way things are going. And sometimes, like it could be a write off. Like the artist might not be in the right headspace. Yeah. Um, everything that you kind of suggest might not be working, and that's also fine. Like it's yeah, you're you're there to kind of figure it out together. And some days on yeah, as straightforward as the others. So 
Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of that's kind of interesting. But they, those rarely happen. But when they do, it's 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 it's, it's okay managing and handling of, it right. Yeah, exactly. To find out more about us and to get in touch, please head over to I Wish I Knew That Pod on Instagram, and don't forget to join the conversation on our Facebook community. Please also remember to email your questions about songwriting to I Wish I Knew That Pod at gmail.com and we will answer these on our upcoming episodes. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this, we would really love it if you could give it a share or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And Jamie and I will talk to you on the next episode.